Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Greetings, Sample Chapter friends. This is Jason A. Meiske with episode 68 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. Uh, You are in for one heck of an episode this week. We have author and podcaster J.R. Frontera as our guest coming up. You're going to love her laugh. And yeah, you saw the name on the episode. You're going to love this story. So stay tuned. We're going to be at her portion of the interview in just a few minutes. So I hope your week is is going well. Hopefully it's better than what uh, my weekend kind of was. I the In the last 24 hours i have been fighting like crazy with my computer uh this is my old it's almost 10 years old it's it's a nine-year-old hp it's my desktop and that's what i do most of my work on i do have the laptop i've got other things but the the storms that came in over the weekend has really played havoc with my computer and it it had appeared for a while that it it may be dying and i don't know it's doing things right now i've got it running in the background i'm actually recording this on my laptop so i don't know maybe it sounds different maybe it sounds better uh i don't know we'll have to see but in the background i've got the other computer running doing diagnostics and trying to resuscitate it because i i love that computer and i don't want it to die but we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's It's been... I, I spent a couple hours just getting it to turn back on again. Yeah, the storm knocked out the power briefly. Uh, but it must have done a surge or something. And yeah, it, it took me a while to just get the power on. And then I had all kinds of issues with it. And finally thought I had it going. And I thought I was going to be able to do an interview. Only for my, my router went out. So, fortunately, I had an extra one, and I was able to set that up, but that took me an hour. So I had to postpone an interview over the weekend, and I hate doing that, especially last minute like that was. Uh, I don't know. It it was a crazy weekend, and hopefully I can get the, uh, the old desktop to come back to life for a little while longer, um, at least until I'm ready for it to go maybe i've got something to replace it with but i will see anyway but yeah but my week wasn't totally bad um you know it's a busy week at work but friday uh actually wasn't too bad friday was a pretty good day i got to spend the day out with my wife we uh, we had we both had doctor's appointments with the va in kansas city and that afternoon we actually went to see some new friends at inklings bookstore in blue springs missouri I met with Eve, who runs the place, is the manager, met with her up at uh, Kansas City Comic Con, and uh, she gave me a flyer to, you know, told me about where the place was, and I've been meaning to go by ever since, and so we were. I was really happy to finally make it by, got to meet Eve again and talk with her, and while we were there, another author, Dennis Young, stopped by, so got to spend a little, well, we spent about an hour speaking with them uh i did pick up some new books while i was there if you're following us on social media you saw some of the books i picked up i'm really excited to get to them i even found a copy of one of uh, william bernhardt's books who was a previous guest episode 61 so just a few weeks ago 
I found one of his books there, so I made sure to grab that. Uh, you know, it's always nice to have a physical copy of a book from one of my guests, and uh, that was really cool. So yeah, but I, I just wanted to uh, take a moment and say, you know, give a big shout out to Eve and Dennis. It was really great meeting them. And yeah, if you're in the Blue Springs area, make sure you swing by Inklings Bookstore. Fantastic coffee, very eclectic and cool place. You got to check it out. Um, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. I've got some pictures I'm putting up later on of another bookstore we went to. It, it was a very interesting bookstore and uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. You'll see if you check out the pictures on our social media, you'll see. Speaking of our social media, uh, you can follow us. We're on Facebook and on Twitter. It's Sample Chapter Podcast or at Chapter Sample. You can look for us on both of those. If you want to reach out to us, you can at SampleChapterPodcast at gmail.com. That's my email for the show, and it's the best way to contact me. Let me know if uh, if you're an author interested in coming on, or if you have a friend that is an author and you would like me to reach out to them, or you know if they want to reach out to me, whichever way works for me. And I'd be happy to talk to you. would uh, love to have you on. Speaking of... Uh, other places to follow, uh, you definitely need to go and be following our sponsors and friends of the show, like Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Uh, you need to be following them. That's a very cool place. They've got a ton of great podcasts. Uh, the flagship Pop Goes the Culture podcast is on a short hiatus while they, uh, well, they got a busy summer ahead of them individually, so they've got a lot of things to do. But there are a ton of other shows you need to go see. So follow the links in the show notes for that. Um, our longtime sponsor, uh, U-Storeall. Uh, I was just speaking with the manager uh, today, actually. And uh, they are currently installing the other cameras. So it looks like by the time they get done installing the new cameras at their satellite storage facility, they will be having more than 60 cameras. It, it, lots of good things. Uh just tons and tons of good things about that place. So, yeah, if you're in the market for self-storage, you won't do any better than Ustorall out of Warrensburg, Missouri. Check them out online at ustorall.net. That is the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't say you've got to check out Scrivener. They are our official sponsor of the show here at sample chapter podcast they have a special code set up if you're interested in purchasing your own desktop version of scrivener make sure you listen to the ad coming up ah you know what i'll tell you anyway use code chapter <laughs> use the special code chapter when you go to checkout and that will save you 20 percent. but you know you can also hear about that here in just a second uh with the ad but those are some some wonderful wonderful places Places and people that you really need to go and click the links in the show notes and, and check them out. Awesome, awesome people. Well, our guest this week is author, podcaster, and publisher, J.R. Frontera. Uh, we had a fantastic time talking. Uh, we'd been trying to hook up for a couple of weeks. I ran into her at uh, KC Comic Con again. Uh, so this is another one of the benefits of having gone up to that show. Um, actually, I actually scratched that. I actually didn't run into her. I ran into a friend of hers there, uh, her partner with uh, the Word Wraith books that uh, that they run. 
and uh, that was uh, Kristen, and they reached out to me later on, and uh, that was really cool. So I got to uh, uh, get things set up today with Jr. And wow, it's it's a great interview. I think you're gonna love it. Uh, we talk about what's gonna make a good story. Uh, what was some of her early stories that she wrote uh, when she was younger? Uh, expectations versus payoff. Uh, you know, fantastic stuff. And then you're going to hear <laughs> a very humorous, uh, and very familiar sample chapter from her latest book, Starship Ass. And yes, you heard that correctly. That is A-S-S, Starship Ass. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, if you, if you do nothing else, but listen to this and click on the links, <laughs> don't forget to also check out the, uh, the book cover. If you're listening to us from the website or on YouTube, then you can see that donkey staring right back at you. You got to see it. This is hilarious. And uh, you're going to love the chapter. So <laughs> I'm going to get out of the way and get us on over to our interview with J.R. Frontera right after a word from our sponsor. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener writing software, built by writers for writers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Oh, my goodness. Today, we have a wonderful speculative fiction author. She writes dark sci-fi, weird westerns, romantic fantasy, and pretty much anything else in between. I'm talking about J.R. Frontera. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> well done. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy we finally got this this worked out. Mm, yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let us know a little bit about yourself. Oh, my. Okay. Well, uh, as you said, I am a speculative fiction author. Uh, I am also co-host of a podcast called Writer Mom Life. I started that with another writer mom in 2017. We both had kind of gotten frustrated with so much of the writing advice out there um, being completely unrealistic for mothers. <laughs> um <laughs> So we really wanted something that was specifically tailored to moms who were also trying to write, you know, whether they stayed at home with the kids or whether they were also working full time. And then also that was specific towards indie author moms, especially. So um, kind of by chance, we ended up talking about the same thing, wanting the same thing. And then I suggested, well, maybe we should actually write like a nonfiction book together. And she had the much better idea of actually starting a podcast. So um we kind of just did it and we've really enjoyed it so far. And we've uh, heard from other writer moms that it's been very helpful. So I do that. Uh, my co-host Daphne does most of the work, like I was telling you earlier, but uh, I do some of the podcast editing and a lot of the 
email creation backend kind of stuff. So that keeps me pretty busy. Um, I do still work full time. I also have an eight year old son. So, uh, I stay pretty busy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, that's awesome. Now, and, and something else about you I do know too is that you like to attend cons. Yes. And I, and yes. I, I, I don't. I, since we didn't get to actually meet at Comic Con, uh, so I didn't get to see them. Did you? Did you dress up? I did. Yes, that is true. I I also am a big cosplayer. I really like cosplay. Mm-hmm. So um, this year I actually was not going to cosplay because it it honestly adds just a lot more to do. <laughs> and you know we we had a table. We we're trying to sell books. I was giving a few panels. Uh, so adding the cosplay on top of that just makes things difficult. But then I heard that. Um, Roger Clark and Rob Weedhoff are going to be there, and they are the voices of Arthur Morgan and John Marston from Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. And I love that game um, <laughs> yes, and too. Red Dead Redemption 1. So I was like, well, now I have to also see them, and I kind of have to do an Arthur Morgan cosplay. So that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't get to see it, but I, I, um, I have pictures on my social media, so anyone who wants to see it can just go there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm so even though we didn't get to meet, I'm so happy that uh, I, I got to meet your partner, Kristen, and she yes. made sure to fill my hands with bookmarks and business cards and stuff. And, and so thank you so much, Kristen, if you're listening. I, I really appreciate yes. it. And we're going to have to get you on here as well. So. Definitely. Yeah, and that's actually technically another thing I do is I'm co-owner of Word Wraith Books, which is our publishing imprint. And we have three of us who publish under the same name. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it actually, I don't usually list it as a, a thing because having other people on the business with you makes it so much easier, which <laughs> is true of the podcast too, uh, by the way, a tip. And you know what? Writing books that you just, whatever you do, have other people help you. It makes everything so much easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't but, more. Yeah. We have a great time. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's I was reading about uh, your your group that you put together, Word Wraith, so that then turned yes. into your uh, your publishing company. I mean, that's that is so cool. Yeah, it's um, it's been really fun. It's you know, it, and being an indie author, you, you do have to be your own business regardless. Right. Uh, and you know, it can complicate things if you bring other people in. But I'm very happy to say that that has not been the case. We've you know, we're still very good friends. We still have a blast together and uh, it makes it easier. Like I said, when you have to sit down and figure out fun tax stuff to have somebody else <laughs> to share your frustration with. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, all right. So these are all really, really cool things, but I want to hear more about you. So tell us about, I know going back, you used to, you've been writing for as long as you could hold a crayon, as it says yes. in your bio, so, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember doing the same thing with uh, Sesame Street books. And awesome. <laughs> tell us, uh, what was like one of the first things you wrote? Um, I remember two things in particular. Uh, one I probably would have forgotten about, but I actually just found it in a box that came from my dad (laughs) and it, it was a story I had written when I was 10 and I had drawn little pictures to go with it, but it was a story about uh, a mom horse and a baby horse. Cause I also love horses. So of course it was about horses. Um, 
But the mom horse got, you know, captured by cowboys or who knows who. They just lassoed her and took her away, and the poor baby horse was all by itself. But the baby horse ran after the mom and ended up kicking down the fence to free the mom, and then they ran off together and lived happily ever after. (laughs) So that's probably the earliest story that I can remember. Um, And then when I was a little older, I actually wrote a story. It's funny you mentioned Sesame Street. I wrote a story about Elmo for one of my sisters. So she really liked, I remember she really enjoyed that story. And I really, really loved how much she loved it. It made me feel very warm and fuzzy. So that's awesome. That's why I remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what, what was your first book that you put out? Uh, The first one that I actually self published was a short story called in death, everything that is uh, up on Amazon. Um, I had finished several novels before that one, um, but I spent a very long time thinking that I was going to be traditionally published and had no idea that, you know, you could even self-publish until I was probably in college. Um, and then I also got distracted by writing fan fiction for about 10 years where I barely wrote anything original. So finally, when I got back to my original fiction, it was around 2013, and I realized that not only could you self-publish a lot easier now than you could before, but uh, traditional publishers were no longer blacklisting you for doing that. Hmm. You could actually be a hybrid author, you know, and be both, which was the best news I'd ever heard, (laughs) because (laughs) I kind of still, like, I kind of wanted to do both, ideally, but, you know, up till then, I didn't think it was possible. So from that point on, I kind of just dove into learning everything I could about the self-publishing and got serious about my original fiction again, and finally got this short story out uh, in 2015, Uh, meanwhile, working on uh, you know, novels in the background. So um, now I have a few shorts out and a collection of short stories out. But finally, finally, after so long, I will finally have an actual full length novel out uh, at the end of May. So that will actually be the first full length novel I've gotten self-published. Awesome. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this would be Starship Ass. <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> I love this title. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start saying that title around people randomly at work and whatever else. And just <laughs> right, just to see the reaction. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'll, I love I'll just, it too. I'll just say that and then go look it up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh man, so funny. <laughs> oh well, we're gonna hear from this book later. But go ahead and tell mm-hmm. us what what is Starship S. okay well starship ass is a humorous imagine that humorous science fiction or humorous space opera um it will be at least a trilogy with most likely more more than that in the series we have a pretty pretty big ideas for this series but it follows um harold the donkey he is a an a sentient alien tick essentially who's a symbiont with a donkey like an actual donkey um <laughs> but he's been banished from his tribe which is part of the reason that he's stuck on this donkey and he's living on a backworlds planet uh has a very humdrum life you know once more from his life and then he ends up getting basically uh 
swept up by some space livestock herders who, you know, want to sell off donkeys for cash. But then the their ship gets hit by space pirates. So then he ends up with this crew of space pirates and uh, he gets swept along on an epic adventure. So that's kind of what book one is. It's him first meeting these space pirates. Yeah, you know, it sounds like just your average everyday Friday with with uh, right <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> right, exactly. You know. <laughs> oh wow! And and this is book one. You're looking at a series. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, we have uh, the arc for the first three books planned out for sure, and then we have a few kind of vague outlines for some of the later books, uh, and we also have a few spinoff book ideas too. So. <laughs> this could end up being a, quite a large series, we'll see, but it's really fun to write. Um, we're having a blast with it. Oh, I bet. I bet. My goodness. I can't wait to see the uh, the poster of this at the next con. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I definitely need to do that. Get a poster made. So now, and you co-write this with, uh, oh goodness, let me see here, Ethan Freckleton. Is that correct? Yay. Yes. Yay. Very good. Yeah, that's correct. He did it. <laughs> Uh, yes, have, have you two been correct. working for a while, working together for a while? Um, this is our first book together, but we did meet in 2017, uh, in November at the 20 books Vegas conference, which is put on by the group 20 books to 50 K. Um, and they have, they've been having one every year since 2017. Mm-hmm. So, uh, while we were there, we had, there were some genre breakout groups and I met Ethan in the science fiction breakout group. And we kind of, you know, just introduced each other or ourselves to each other and, you know, weren't like, we didn't really have any sit down talks or, or anything then, but uh, at the conference, Ethan actually got the first idea for what would become Starship Ass. Uh, and it actually started as uh, one of the guys giving a talk at the conference was talking about Facebook ads. And he was talking about ads for like space opera and military sci-fi books. And he said that the image of Starship ass or the back end of a spaceship, like the thrusters, Mm -hmm. used as an image on Facebook ads, way outperformed like any other image for this genre, apparently, Mm. in his testing. So uh, out of that, (laughs) Ethan thought, well, what if that actually referred to a donkey, you know, not a spaceship? (laughs) Uh, So then... He, like, created this little fake blurb. Apparently, he got the idea in the shower. Big surprise, right? It's where all the good ideas come from. So he kind of put up this blurb for a book, which he meant as a joke, on the 20 Books to 50K conference uh, Facebook page. And I saw it, and it just cracked me up. Like, I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, that totally actually needs to be a book, you know. This needs to happen. (laughs) And so then he ended up messaging me and said, well, you know, if you write it with me, then I'll write it. I was like, well, how can I say no to that? So basically, it took about a year, I think, from the time we first agreed to write it to actually sit down and start plotting it out and hash everything out. But um, it did happen. So that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's awesome, man. And yeah, and I saw the... uh... The Escape from Aresh 5, uh, a Starship-ass yes. prequel. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I just, I love the double entendre now with that. So you see the, the ass end of the ship. And right. And there's the donkey, too. So. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
So you've got several stories, like short stories, and then books are coming now. Um, what do you think makes a good story? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I feel like I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I don't really want to get into it because that's a whole discussion by itself. But I'm not sure if you watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge, you know, hubbub right now. Everyone's talking about it everywhere. You can't escape it. <laughs> right. But it has been making me think really hard about, you know, people's reactions to certain things and why. Like, why do people have, you know, why did this rub people the wrong way? Why do they think something else should happen, et cetera, et cetera? That's uh, more, I guess, on the probably the, the technical side of things as far as story structure and, and reader expectations and all that, which I think are super important. But I think a good story essentially at its core, you know, when you don't take into account, you know, story structure, et cetera, et cetera. I think it needs to be about uh, human beings, pretty much. It needs to be about people who feel real, characters who feel real, even if they're not humans, you know, like Harold the donkey, <laughs> you know, he yeah. needs the, the reader needs to be able to empathize with the character, whether human or donkey or cat alien or whatever they might be. Uh, and you, I think really need to get to the, the core of human emotion and human experience. And I think as long as you get to that, you know, your story can really be about anything and it will resonate with people. Awesome. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And yeah, I think uh, with Game of Thrones, I think there's less, definitely been a lot of expectations versus results and, and payoff uh, right. comparison going on lately with it. So Definitely. Yeah, yeah there's a few things I like and a few things going, hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think I th I was just talking to someone about this, you know, earlier today. I'm like, I feel like there's a whole psychological study that could be done mm -hmm. on this, you know, and oh, yeah. how. And it's so interesting because I also um, I do some freelance editing for, um, you know, fiction authors. And I always think it's so interesting, even as an editor, when I read a story and when you identify a problem, so much of it can be fixed by just little tiny tweaks. And I feel like the same is true in Game of Thrones and the same is true in, in most stories where something happens, where there's that disconnect. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so interesting because like just a few little things could have fixed everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. It's something to be aware of, I guess, as a storyteller. I completely agree, yes. Uh, there definitely would have been a few things I would have like to have seen or or maybe changed but uh but I, right but it's it's funny because uh, my wife and i have almost opposing opinions on a, on a few of those as well so it, it goes back to like mm -hmm. you said it's sometimes we can't please everybody right yes that is very true yep and you have to know yeah i think that's another thing you have to know who your target audience is because you're right you can't please everyone so if you know who will like your book specifically, just worry about them. <laughs> you know, don't worry about everyone else. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, where uh, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, I have a website, jrfrontera.com. 
Um, you can find all the information about me and my books and events and all that fun stuff there. Uh, and then also I'm on Facebook under Jennifer Frontera. And then I also have an author page, J.R. Frontera. And uh, I'm also on Instagram a decent amount of time these days. Uh, also under J.R. Frontera. So that's pretty much where you can find me. Awesome. All right. And we'll make sure to put uh, links to all of this in the show notes so we everybody can obviously you're going to want to get this book when it comes up because it's on pre-order now what when is the release yes. date for uh starship s it goes live on may 29th may 29th awesome mm-hmm. so coming up <laughs> so so everybody you're going to get to have a teaser of it today and then you know it's it's available for pre-order so make sure you grab a copy yes of this. yes and hopefully you will love it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I love it already, and I can't wait to hear this. This is so awesome. And I'm I'm going to try and read the whole title when I hand this over to you. So thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, I have, I've had a blast talking with you, and I hope to uh, I hope to not only meet up with you sometime, but uh, look forward to having you back on again sometime. Awesome. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready. I hope you got your seatbelts on. You are ready for launch because this is Starship Ass Book One of Donkeys, Gods, and Space Pirates. It is the adventures of Harold the Donkey. Love it. Okay. Uh, so this will be Chapter 10 of Book One. Um, I'll give you a, a little bit of background. So uh, Harold is with the Space Pirates. Uh, he is on a spaceship. Uh, the spaceship needs gas. So they've stopped at a gas station to fuel up the ship. Uh, and hopefully that will be enough information. <laughs> okay, here we go. They left SS Bray through the starboard airlock. Starboard meaning right, Harry reminded himself, and emerged into a long tunnel, lined on either side with windows that looked out onto the asteroid and the gas station. Very close now. Harry scampered to the nearest window and pressed his nose up against it, gawking at the brightly colored building now only about 50 yards away, by the imperial system of measurement the overlords had taught. The tunnel they stood in curved around to eventually join with the gas station building itself. He brayed with excitement. They were almost there. What in the blazes is all this business? Redbeard scowled, and Harry turned to see the big pirate standing in front of a console along the tunnel wall not far from the airlock. Bright yellow lettering across the top of the console read, Pay for Pump 5 here. There were several other lines of text he couldn't decipher beneath the glowing letters. Harry looked back out the window to the bank of mechanical contraptions alongside the bulk of their ship. The number 5 was burnished upon a little worn-out flag atop a pole that extended from the bank of contraptions below. Oh, that must be Pump 5, and this is where we pay. Commerce. The little funny fellow with the big ears on Deep Space Nine loved commerce. He joined Captain Cass, Redbeard, and Spiner at the console, where they were currently frowning, and shoved his head beneath Spiner's arm to see how it all worked. A small square screen showed a man and woman relaxing in chairs by a lake, holding hands, each wearing an unwieldy pair of goggles. A male voice narrated, Tired of having to fumble with clumsy binoculars or never quite being able to find the right focus? Our patented zoomals allow you to enjoy all of nature's beauty hands-free. And the smart technology lenses automatically detect your visual prescription from a targeted laser mapping of your retinas, allowing the zoomals to give you the perfect focus every time. 
The screen changed to reflect how Zoomles could improve the wearer's vision, comparing it without Zoomles' view to a with Zoomles' view. Harry noted that with the goggles, the distant pair of swans on the lake appeared much clearer and closer. Wow, he breathed. His comments seemed to shake the others from their frowning stupor. Captain Cass blinked and sighed, then hit a big green Make Payment button on the bottom corner of the screen. The swans on the lake were replaced with lines of text, but the narrator continued to espouse the virtues of the Zoomles. Binoculars can crack or break, but not Zoomles. Designed for the adventuring outdoorsman or outdoorswoman, Zoomles have been thoroughly tested against all manner of common wear and tear and are guaranteed to be fireproof, blastproof. Hmm, Redbeard murmured, stroking his wild beard. Laserproof, bulletproof. Wish this damn thing would shut up, Captain Cass grumbled, answering no when the machine asked if she would like a spaceship wash with her fuel purchase. Shadowproof, waterproof. An image of a triangular piece of food heaped with what looked like meat and cheese flashed up on the screen then, accompanied by bright blue flashing text. Get a large pizza at 20% off with your fuel purchase today only. Harry's stomach rumbled. Oh, can we get a... A pizza? he asked. Please? I'm starving. A pizza, Spiner corrected. No, Captain Cass said, pushing the accompanying no button once more. The bridge smells bad enough already. Harry groaned and rested his chin on the edge of the console. Zoomles are even guaranteed to hold up against the acidic venom of the Turbulnorph worm of Anilita. The narrator was still going on about the goggles. They sounded amazing. More than two eyes? No problem. We have Zoomles to accommodate every known ocular arrangement and facial structure in the known universe. And each pair of Zoomles comes with a lifetime warranty. Buy yourself some Zoomles today. You won't regret it. Another picture of food appeared on the screen. This one a doughy circle drizzled in chocolate and sprinkles. Harry's ears perked up and he straightened. Oh, can we get some of those? One dozen donuts to feed you and your crew. Only 25 galactic credits when you spend 2,000 credits or more on fuel. No, Captain Cass said again, this time punching the button with force. For the love of God, is this thing ever going to let us actually get fuel? Redbeard muttered something under his breath. Zoomles can be yours for only seven easy installments of ninety-nine, ninety-nine. the exuberant voice continued relentlessly in the background. Or find a pair at a spaceway near you for the special distributor voice of 500 credits. Hmm, Redbeard said again, and looked over his shoulder at the bright orange and yellow building through the windows. Please select your fuel type, the console prompted. Finally, Captain Cass scanned the list, and Harry's eyes went crossed. There must have been at least 20 options. Wow, piloting a spaceship is kind of complicated. How can you tell one kind of fuel from another? Harry's stomach growled again, and he heaved a sigh, bouncing from hoof to hoof with impatience. When were they going inside already? Here it is, Captain, Spiner offered, pointing a long green finger to one of the fuel types. Ah, thank you. She selected it. Please select fuel grade. Captain Cass growled, scanning the provided list once more and finally pushing the number that read 9100. A musical fanfare started up in the background, replacing the male narrator. This time, it was an enthusiastic female voice that spoke. Are you tired of bad hair days? She asked. Harry reflexively looked up at Redbeard, who caught his glance and glared back, bushy brows lowering over his fierce dark eyes. Harry looked quickly back to the screen, but noticed from the corner of his eye that Redbeard was absently smoothing his bushy hair. It did nothing to tame the wild locks. How can you look your best when your hair is subjected to the elements of strange planets and recycled air, the woman continued. In contrast to the male announcer, this one's voice started on a higher register and dropped down as she went. If one thing was clear to Harry, it was that nothing was worse than having a bad hair day. 
Not that he'd ever given it much thought before. Surely there's a mute button around here somewhere. Captain Cass ignored the next question on the screen to study the top, bottom, and sides of the console. Spiner tried to help, but ultimately he straightened and shook his head. It does not appear so, Captain. Her scowl deepened as she smashed the no button for the question. Do you have a Dillbilly loyalty card? Only to be confronted with another question. Do you wish to apply for a Dillbilly loyalty card today? Get 5% off with every fuel purchase. We have the solution for you, the woman continued, her voice pitching upwards, once again filling Harry with excitement. Our personal styling bot is equipped with a database of all known habitable planet atmospheres and can style your hair accordingly to each planet's weather and culture. The captain hung her head, putting her hands on her hips and sucking in a deep breath. That's right. Not only does this cute little bot excel at higher styling, but it can give you fashion advice, too. Arr, to hell with this shite, Captain, Redbeard growled suddenly, pulling his giant rifle off his back. Let me go in and I'll get us our fuel for free. No, the captain said again, exhaling evenly. No. She put a hand on the end of Redbeard's rifle and pushed the muzzle downward until it was pointing at the ground. Let's not resort to that. Yet. She gave the console a dirty look. For only three easy payments of 1,099 credits, the personal scouting bot can be yours. The captain closed her eyes and massaged her temples. Harry's stomach growled loudly. Come on, Captain, Redbeard pressed. We're running low on funds anyway. This way we can keep them for something more important, should the need arise. She looked at him, eyebrow quirked. Something more important than fuel and supplies? He shrugged. You never know. The captain sighed. I don't want to cause a scene unless we really have to. If we go around shooting up every place we stop at, it'll be all that much easier for the feds to find us. Harry perked up at the mention of shooting things. Redbeard mumbled curses, but returned his rifle to its holster along his back. Fine, but I don't like it. I am aware of that. The captain turned back to the console screen with a glare. Here, Spiner said, allow me, Captain. She made a grand, sweeping gesture. Please, be my guest. The android moved in front of the console and began tapping buttons in quick succession. After a slew of additional questions, the screen finally displayed the words, Now fueling. About damn time, Redbeard grumbled. Harry left the screen to look back out the window, fascinated by the large mechanical contraption next to the ship, which was now in motion. Or at least, pieces of it were moving. A long, telescoping robot arm attached to a tube to the side of the ship. Wow, that is so cool! His breath fogged against the glass. His stomach growled again, drawing his attention away from the fuel pump. He trotted back to the captain's side, his tail swishing. Are you sure we can't get a pizza, Captain? I've never had a pizza before, and I'm really, really hungry. Please, pretty please. She rolled her eyes, then looked over to where Redbeard paced restlessly along the windows. Fine, you can get a snack from the general store when we get supplies. A small snack, mind you. Red, why don't you go ahead and go inside, start stocking up on what we need, and take Harry to get a snack. Who? The captain blinked at him and jerked her head in Harry's direction. Redbeard's expression soured. Ah, oh, you don't let me shoot up the place, and now you're making me babysit the arse. Captain Cass only looked at him, one eyebrow raised. Redbeard's mighty shoulders sagged. And remember, no violence. She glanced over her shoulder at Spiner, who was still tapping the buttons on the console. For now. Redbeard's eyes slid up at the prospect of potential future violence. I are, Captain. Then he grumbled as he turned to Harry. Come on, you. Do as I say, got it? And don't be talking while we're in there. To no one. Got it? Harry nodded vigorously. Aye, aye, sir. It was Redbeard's turn to roll his eyes, and he stomped away down the tunnel. Harry trotted after him gleefully. Yay! 
Finally, I get to see the gas station and find out what a store is. His stomach growled, the hunger almost painful now. And get some damn food. He jolted to a halt, gasping. <gasps> what did I just say? I just said a swear word. Hey, hey, Red, he called, running to catch up to the big pirate. I just said a swear word. I didn't hear nothing, Redbeard muttered. For once you were being quiet, just like I like it. Well, I thought it, Harry amended. I thought a swear word. Oh, for the love of... Will you teach me to swear, huh? You're really good at it. Will you teach me to swear like a pirate? Redbeard only grumbled in reply. And that was J.R. Frontera with her latest book, Starship Ass. Hey, it's available for pre-order right now. It's coming out May 29th, so in about a week from today's when you're listening to this, don't forget to click the links in the show notes for Miss Frontera, as well as our friends and sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe, so that way next week you don't miss out when we come back with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Take care, everyone.